ever want to see with your brain, be transported through the power of sound. Feel a gut punch to your mind. Then look no further than The Neural Picture Show. Combining the three C's, crime, country, and candy. With eight unique audio plays. Welcome to The Neural Picture Show. The Neural Picture Show Audio Theater presents Fragment of the Past. Written and directed by Quinn Coltrider and David Geisler. Wake up, Daniel. Looks like we've just arrived at the governor's manor. Why did they even send us out here? There's barely anything left. Where is everybody? It's like everything's been simply demolished and left here. How could someone have lived in a mansion this big? All that I have is this truck. At least your truck is still standing. It would take not even a fraction of what was used here to turn your dinky little machine into ash. Off with you. Who's that? That's Robert Penmark. The general who called us in. Who are you? You can bloody well see the uniform. You don't need to know who I am in order for you to know your place, soldier. Yes, sir. I'll be back up this way later. I'll see you and your photographer then. Be careful out there. So, what's the deal here, sir? Where is everyone? Dead. That is why I called you here, detective. Sorry to hear that, sir. Were you the only... As far as I can see, kid, yes. Detective, I need you to get down to business. There is a manila envelope that is full of very important documents that I simply cannot locate and desperately need to find. We can identify them by the multiple blue wax seals that enclose them. So, where should we start? I think we should jump back to a fragment about five and a half hours ago, at a point in time when the manor was not completely reduced to rubble. I have reason to believe that the documents got covered by some of the debris, and there is no way to get them out without the proper equipment. I would have my men do it, but as you can see... Yeah. Alright, let's get to it. Where is my pen? Daniel, you have the second one, right? Give it to Penmark. Is he even allowed to handle that thing? <laughs> what if he accidentally travels into the fragment? Here, sir. Sorry, sir. It is Daniel's first time in the field, but he's been trained for fragment time travel in the simulators. Alright. Everything good with your pin, Penmark? Mine's set. Daniel, you have the tether? Got it right here. How long will you be gone? How long do you think you'll stay in for? Well, the amount of time that we spend in the fragment is equivalent to the amount of time that passes here for you. So, I don't know, it might be ten, fifteen minutes? What are we waiting for? These documents won't find themselves. Sorry, sir. Where on the map should we start our search? Here, right in the center of what's left of this manor. Off we go, then. Make sure to keep an eye on the light on that tether, Dan. Got it. See you in a bit. Okay. They're off. Uh, I guess I will start taking pictures of this... Corpse-laden hellscape that was once a home. That's a good one, I guess. Seriously, what happened here? Oh, already. W wow, okay. Um, I pressed this button right next to the light, and 
Here goes. That's fine. Let's check there then. I guess we misread the coordinates. I knew it wasn't there. It must be closer to the wine cellar. Oh, then we need to move down to that trench over there. Hey, Dad. How'd it go? Nah, we didn't find anything. We were a little off on our first fragment selection. We need to move farther north along the front line. Would you mind taking a look at the photos I've taken so far? Are these looking kind of like the shots you need? Actually, yeah, these are looking pretty good. Get some wide shots, too, though. Maybe a little less artsy. We need to accurately document this whole event. Sure. I see. Are they really too artsy? I guess I could, maybe. Wait a second. What was that? What? Dad. Dad, look at this. What is it, Dan? Some of these don't make any sense. What is it? We need to get moving. Look, in this shot, there are two bodies on the left and one on the right. But in this next picture, there's one on the left and two on the right. Well, you've obviously taken those two pictures from different angles. Maybe. I took them seconds apart. Dad, look at this. I see it, Dan. I I don't know what to say. All I know is that I didn't move these bodies. Gross, frankly. But they moved. This is what happens when the Corps assigns a rookie photographer to the field. Uh, we gotta get moving into the next fragment, Dan. You don't see it? I see it. I just... Look. Keep doing your job. Hopefully we'll find what we're looking for in this fragment jump. We've wasted enough time. Let's go. Watch that tether, Dan. We should split up again. That wall wasn't there at all before. Go check behind there and see where it leads. You never know where things end up in situations like this. You really had this place fortified, I'll give you that. I have never seen so many sandbags in one room. It's a shame what happened to your men, by the way. It must be devastating to see them alive again. Don't pay any mind to that. There is nothing we can do for them now. Remember to keep your mind on the blue seals, Detective. That is all that matters anymore. Understood, sir. No more time wasting. Where in the world could these documents be? I swear they're on one of these three. I was right here when it went missing. Where could it have gone? I didn't think that kid would notice anything. I can't have him blowing my cover. If I could somehow... There! There they are. I knew it would him. Just gotta get this rifle. Hey, is that a gun? No, no, it's nothing. I just tripped. Do not come down this passage. Were you listening when I told you the rules? Whatever you just did. Penmark? Who is that? Behind you? Looks just like you. This is a mistake. Were you here? In the battle? On the enemy side? This is a misunderstanding. And Mark, please tell me this isn't what I'm seeing, because what it looks like is you're in the fragment, fighting for the enemy's side. You've seen too much, Emmett. It's a pity you won't get to spend more time with your kid. You know you're not supposed to have firearms in here. <laughs> exactly. Why? No, don't! This is Daniel Atkinson, 
NCO673 of Division 4A, making an audio log to complement the archival photos that I've collected here at the battle site of Governor's Manor. So far, I've photographed and accounted for at least 20 dead soldiers. But I also feel the need to report that something very strange is happening at this site. I've personally witnessed what seems to be the impossible. Bodies and equipment are moving and shifting around as if they are teleporting. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, where'd I put the tether? Here it is. That one was quick. Wait. Dad? Dad? Uh, I haven't pushed the button yet, but I see my dad. D dad! He's lying on the ground. Where's Penmark? Dad! Oh my god. Uh, he's... Uh, I think he's dead. Jesus, he's been shot. Dad! How did he get here? He, it looks like he's been dead for hours. Okay, okay. Um, I'm not sure what has happened, but I think if I use Dad's pin here, if I can just take it off of him. Oh my god. The tether should tell me when his vitals went blank. Maybe I can go into the fragment right before he died and see what happened. Uh, that should give me enough time. Wait. How do I get back here? There's no one here to push the tether. Okay. 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 Um. Alright. I've got the tether on the ground. I found this ammo case. I've balanced it on this rock, and if the rain keeps up, it should fill with water. And I think, I hope, that it will tip over and fall on the tether button. If it doesn't short the whole thing out. Okay. If someone finds this recording, please know that I am Daniel Atkinson, and I am traveling into a fragment to recover Emmett Atkinson, along with Robert Penmark. I'm not sure if I'm coming back. <sighs> I'm pressing the button on my pin now. see dad. He's not moving. Uh, I mean, he's standing up with his hand out in front of him, but he's frozen in time. Is this how fragments work? Let me walk around the rubble to get a better look. Where's Pen? Oh my god. I see Penmark. He's also frozen, and he's holding a gun at my dad? Okay, okay, this is too much. I, I think, I think I see Penmark twice, and he has the documents we need to find. I gotta get Dad out of here. I think that, technically, Dad and I are wearing the same pin right now. And I think if I try to go back with it, it won't work at all. If I take Penmark's pin, instead, Dad and I can travel back. I'm walking over to Penmark, and I'm taking his pin. I knew there was something up with him. I hope this works. Dad, Daniel, Daniel, get down! Dad, it's fine. We're back. The guy. Back! We're back. In the present. 
Where's Penmar? He's still in the fragment, I think. Wait, how did you pull me back but not him? I didn't pull you back. I went into the fragment and got you. But new people can't go into fragments. I don't think I did. I was like, in another one. Because you and Penmark were frozen when I went back. Why did you do that? I was about to push the tether button. But then I saw you lying on the ground dead. Here, it looks like you had been dead for hours. So I knew I needed to do something. When I went back, I saw Penmark holding a gun up to you. And I decided to grab his pin and bring you and I back. Wow. That's a lot. Did you figure that out all by yourself? I had to. It wasn't in the simulations. Did he have the documents? I couldn't tell. It looked like he was in the middle of dropping them. That's great. If he wasn't touching them, we'll find them here. Look around for... Wait. There! It's an envelope. With a blue seal. Great job. Let's get these back. Get in! You two look dead. Hang on. Head back. What do you think will happen to Penmark? I think... I think Penmark will be stuck frozen forever in that fragment of the past. Fragment of the Past was written and directed by Quinn Coltwrighter and David Geisler. Featured voices in order of appearance were Patrick Foley as Emmett Atkinson, Sean Tomokin Flowers as Daniel Atkinson, Sam Carlson as Driver, with Ahmed Ali Abdur Rafir as Robert Penmark. Post-production by Quinn Coltwrighter and David Geisler. The Nero Picture Show Audio Theater presents Careful for What You Wish For, written and directed by Joseph Murray and Marcus Randall. Ah, another unremarkable day at my unremarkable job and my unremarkable life. Can't wait to get out of here, grab a hot dog, and go home for Overwatch 2 target practice. All right, time for a hot dog. Brian! How was work today, buddies? Wish I was dead, Mr. Lin. Ah, uh, come on, Brian. You don't mean that. Eh, kind of. I, I don't know. I just, I don't see the point anymore. Wake up alone, go to work where I have no friends, eat food, watch old X Games videotapes, and fall asleep alone. Come on, Brian. You know I'm your friend. I appreciate that, Mr. Lin. Here's your two hot dogs. Also... I added an imported drink for free. Oh, wow. Thanks, Mr. Lin. Before you drink it, ask yourself what you want more than anything. What? You mean like a wish? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe you might wake up feeling a little bit better about yourself. (sighs) Thanks, Mr. Lin. See you tomorrow. Have a good one, Brian. All right. Time for another night of sleeping alone. Hmm. I guess I should do what Mr. Lin said. I mean, why not? Let's see. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to be rich and powerful. <laughs> Whatever. Time for bed, I guess. Let's get this over with. Wait a minute. Where the hell am I? Why am I in a penthouse? Oh my god. This million dollar penthouse is my home? Look at this place. 
Look at these clothes, shoes, watches, my God, in these pictures. Is that me with the weekend? <laughs> oh my God, yes, yes, Mr. Lynn. Boss. Who are you? It's me, Jeffrey, your right-hand man. And speaking of hands, they sent us Danny's hands in a box. Ah! Frank Gotch just got out of prison, and he is sending us a message. Who the f Frank Gotch? You okay, boss? Before you took over, Frank used to run this city, but he got picked up on Rico charges. And he just got out on a technicality, and now he's trying to tell us there's only one kingpin who runs this city. Runs the city? Rico charges? Uh, kingpin? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I the kingpin? Am I a criminal? Oh my God, oh my God, no, no, Mr. Lin, why? Oh my God, no! What? No, no, why, oh, why? This can't be happening. Oh, it is, boss. You need to remind him why Brian McNamara owns this city. Owns this city? I, I, uh... Boss, wake up. <gasps> Mr. Lin! We need to find Mr. Lin. Come on, let's go. Take my car, or whatever the hell will get us out of here. Uh, you got it, boss. Come on, boys, let's head down to the garage. Oh, oh, wow. I have an elevator in my apartment. That's cool. But come on, everybody, let's go right now. Come on. Okay, boss, so where are we heading? All right, uh, so, so we're going to the corner of the... Wait a minute. Why are there two guys on motorbikes following us? Oh my god, what the f*** happening? Looks like Gotcha's men were waiting for us. We're gonna have to lay low with the club. What club? Damn it, boss, the club that you own. Okay, uh, whatever. Let's just get out of here already. Just go! You got it. Oh my god, did we lose them? Yeah, we lost them a few blocks back. Oh, thank god! I really need to see Mr. Lin. Well, we should lay low for an hour or two and then use the underground tunnels to the warehouse two blocks away. So, when we get there, we should- We know you're in there, McNamara. Come out quietly with your hands up. Who the f*** is that? FBI! Oh my god, you have got to be kidding me! We need to get rid of them right now! You sure? Yes! Okay. Light him up, boys! Wait, no! Got the man down there. Ah! No! This can't be happening! <sighs> Boss, wake up! <gasps> Mr. Lin! We need to find Mr. Lin! We need to find Mr. Lin right now! Let's go! Wait, wait a minute! Where are we? Well, when you passed out, we carried you through the secret tunnel over to this warehouse. We're gonna have to lay low for a while, boss. You have got to be kidding me! Well, where are we exactly? We're a few blocks away from the financial district. Really? We're close to my job! We're close to Mr. Lin's food cart! I think we're gonna have to take boss to a doctor or something. I'm starting to worry about him, because I don't know if it's drugs, mental illness, or both. Anyways, let's tail him and make sure he's okay. Alright, almost, almost there. Thank, thank God! Time for this nightmare to end. Okay, okay, here we are. Okay, Mr. Lin. Brian? 
You look distressed. What's wrong? <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> that drink you gave me turned me into a criminal. I did what you said. I woke up rich and powerful like I wanted. But now, a gangster wants to kill me. The feds want to lock me up. Where did you get that drink? And more importantly, how do I fix this? Wow, Brian. I don't know what to say here. The drink was from China. It was brewed at Mount Kalash. But how do we fix this? Brian, you're starting to scare me. Maybe you should see a doctor. A, a doctor? A doctor can't fix this! You screwed me, Mr. Lin! Oh, no! Now who are you? One of Gotcha's boys, and he's been looking for you. Let's go. Wait, 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 wait. Come on, guys. Uh, you, you don't need to, you know... In the trunk you go. Wait, no! No! <laughs> I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die, and this isn't fair. This isn't fair. Please! Please don't do this! Please! No. Oh god, is that great for me? Please don't do this! Well, look at this. A second-rate gangster who thinks he can run a first-class enterprise. Not a chance. You had a good run there. But this is my town. <laughs> No! <laughs> what? I'm alive! I'm alive! You good, boss? Jeffrey! Jeffrey! Yes, I'm better than good! Where are you? Behind the bushes. You okay, boss? We saw one of Gotcha's men snatch you up, so we tailed him. Looks like we got here in time. You saved my life, Jeffrey! Thank you so much! I love you, man! I love you! I appreciate that, boss, but I'm very worried about you. I know a doctor who specializes in... Hands up. No! Brian! Mr. Lin, of all people, why are you visiting me in prison? I just came to see how you're doing. After all, you got what you wanted. You're powerful and respected. And as rich as one can be in prison. What? Who are you, really? <laughs> well, my full name is Sun Quan. Sun Quang Lin. I've been known to be a bit of a trickster. I'm from down under. You mean Australia? Even farther. And much, much hotter. What the? Are you you're some kind of demon or something? Or something. Anyways, I must get going. Goodbye. No. 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 This, this, this can't be happening. <sighs> Careful for What You Wish For was written and directed by Joseph Murray and Marcus Randall. Featured were Scott Sroka as Brian McNamara, Patrick Foley as Jeffrey, Ahmad Ali Abdul-Rafir as Mr. Lin. Also heard were Harrison Deschel, Eric Hinkle, and Ben Guest. Original music by Jazz Feezy and Sicky Beats, Alita Moses, Smack Ops, and Obsidian, courtesy of Splice.
The Neural Picture Show Audio Theater presents The Proposal, written and directed by Mads Heglin and Polina Salamahina. Detective Roddy Breeze, June 17th, 1979. It's the 18th, dear. Right, right, thanks, honey. June 18th, 1979, Chicago. This is the first entry to my investigation. It all started Saturday when Jamie and I were at Luigi's. Happy anniversary, darling. Happy anniversary. Oh, come on, Grumps. What are you worried about now? You're finally a real detective, and soon I'll be opening my own restaurant. Plus, it's our fourth anniversary. What's not to celebrate, you old fart? Eh, hey, I'm 28. And anyways, they might call me a detective, but they don't treat me like one. What I need is a case. One big case to really get me going. I'm sorry, I'm mucking up our special night. Happy anniversary, Jamie. Happy anniversary. Oops. I'm such a klutz. It's not a night out if I'm not covered in my own drink, huh? Let me go clean up. Klutz. Jamie was fine. Said he bumped into someone and got splattered head to toe in red wine, but fine. He found the body of our first victim, Lorraine Weathers. Shame for whoever killed her, really. They had to slash through the most beautiful, vintage YSL dress. It was devastating to see. Dinner's almost ready, pumpkin. Be right there. So that brings us to this morning, when Chief Parker gave us the debrief. Alright, quiet down, chicken stock. Lorraine Weathers was found stabbed to death in the Luigi's bathroom on Saturday night. Now, I don't want this being prematurely leaked to the press, but... The M.O. of Saturday's killer seems to match that of the Dr. Jekyll killings. Hey now! Good, okay. Now, Detective Molotov, you were a rookie on the Jekyll killings, so I'm making you point on this investigation. Detective Breeze, you were the one who found the victim, so I'm letting you team up with Bill. Don't let me down, recruit. Dismissed. Bill, so where do you want to start our investigation, partner? Listen here, Breeze. I ain't your partner. I'd be whipped to let someone of your condition on an official investigation. Why don't you stay home with your fruitcake and let the real man do the work? Shoddy Roddy. Can you actually have Jamie make that fruitcake again? Last time I ate like three pieces. Eh, <laughs> uh, sure, Buzz. Aw, what a sweetheart. I'll definitely make more cake. From the moment I saw Lorraine, I had this feeling like I knew her. I can't put my finger on it. And what's more, the Dr. Jekyll killer hasn't resurfaced in over four years. Without a partner, this investigation feels like I'm entering a dark doorway. One I may never escape. 
Am I doomed to stay shoddy roddy? You're getting poetic and melancholic again, dear. Now shut off that damn recorder and come eat with me. You can investigate tomorrow. You're right, you're right. <sighs> damn, that smells good. July 5th, 1979. This is my first entry over these past few weeks with an actual update. Last night I was hard at work at the station, looking over possible motives when the phone rang. Detective Breeze, Precinct 71. Jamie, I'm working on an official investigation. Oh, good cop. I like it. What do you need? I was just calling to say I love you. And if you have another late night, I'll leave some dinner in the fridge for you. Thanks, honey. I should be getting out of here pretty soon. Sure. Everybody, attention! Damn, I gotta go, babe. Love you. Wait, I also got you a surprise. We just got the call that another body was found. Same M.O. as Lorraine Weathers. Looks like the Dr. Jekyll killer is back. I know, I know. The victim was ID'd as William Banks. He worked at Industry Textiles downtown until tonight, when he was found by a shaken employee in Okinson's flower shop, expertly butchered. Detective Molotov, Detective Breeze, your job is to establish a link between the victims. That may be our first step to establishing a motive. Now get back to work! Hey, Bill. Got any leads? Nothing I'd share with the likes of you! Banks is a pansy, too. No wonder he died surrounded by him. Wait, you knew the victim? I, I ain't telling you squat, Twinkie! <gasps> Bill knew the victim? Jamie, let me tell it! Fine. My spinach puffs were about to burn anyway. When I got home, Jamie had gotten me red roses from Okinson's. He was shocked to find out he was probably the last living customer of the night. I've begun to question if Jamie is cheating on me. He always reappears from his errands with a gift and freshly showered. Maybe I'm crazy, but a little detective breeze in my heart feels like he's hiding something. Puffs are done. Um. Hmm. Now... Where were you, darling? Yes, well, I, I couldn't stop thinking about how familiar the first victim was, Lorraine Weathers. But then it hit me. I've seen her at the precinct with Bill Molotov. He busted her multiple times for loitering. So you think Molotov is the connection between the victims? I don't know yet, but I think I might have to keep my eye on the new partner. Well. <gasps> Roddy, breeze. You are getting spinach all over my good blanket. Oh, sorry, babe. Detective Breeze, July 26, 1979. The cracking of this case is just over the horizon. I can feel it. Two days ago, I got the call to head over to Grimm's World Wedding Corporation and Venue. There, I recovered the bodies of a couple that had been butchered by the Dr. Jekyll Killer. Jeez, Breeze, what do you think happened here? He's an expert, all right. Slashed them up good. Even stole the groom's whole ring finger clean off his hand. What's he need that for? Probably wanted a souvenir, or 
Like this ring, maybe. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. I'm just glad Jamie's not nearby again. This just so happens to be his dream venue. I couldn't handle him having three close calls with a killer. Jamie? He's behind the barrier with the other civilians. He was looking at centerpieces when the body was found. What? I thought you knew. Ugh. Man. Jamie, what are you doing here? That's a secret. Besides, can't a guy dream about his future wedding on a random Tuesday without it being a big deal? If I find you in the vicinity of one more corpse, I'm gonna lose it! I'm just lucky, I guess. Plus, I was going to tell you that I saw Bill's car leave the crime scene. It seemed extra important once the body turned up. A blue Ford F-Series? From 1979? But why would he be leaving? I don't know. But he was here. And I remember it at Luigi's, too. He's hiding something. I must get into Bill Molotov's house. It might not have been the most legal search. <laughs> Crap! But I found a flyer from the wedding venue and a bouquet from the flower shop. It wasn't much, but after some investigating, I was able to link Bill Molotov to two crime scenes and two victims. The chief had to let me interrogate him. Why'd you do it, Bill? Tell me everything. What are you on about? I'm investigating this case same as you, Twinkie. So you don't think it's weird that your exact blue truck was seen leaving multiple crime scenes? My truck ain't blue, dimwit. It's sapphire. Honest mistake. What about the Grimm's World flyer we found at your apartment? Or the bouquet you sent your wife Kitty from Okinson's? The night of the murder. I've never sent my wife flowers, ever. And the only time I need a party venue is to celebrate my divorce. What about your connection to the two victims? Lorraine Weathers was spotted by multiple witnesses in your truck. Was she your mistress? And William Banks worked with Kitty. Was she cheating on you too? Was this all just a desperate attempt to cover up your failing marriage? I think I'd like to see my lawyer now, Detective Breeze. Well, Bill's lawyer didn't do him much good. With all the evidence, he was convicted of four life sentences for the copycat murders. Ahem. I guess I proved him wrong about being shoddy Roddy. Ahem. There's something about this case that still haunts Ahem. me. All the evidence leads to Bill. My gut tells me I'm still missing something. Oh my god. Roddy, turn around. Good lord, Jamie, is this a ring? Are you... are you proposing? With... with a severed finger cake? Is this what you've been making the last few weeks? I thought... Roddy Breeze, will you be mine forever, darling? Yes! Oh my god, of course. I mean... How'd you make it look so real? It almost looks like... It is a cake, right? Right, Jamie? Jamie? The Proposal Written and directed by Mads Heglin and Paulina Salamahina Featured were Patrick Foley as Roddy Breeze Sean Tombokin Flowers as Jamie Jenkins and Scott Sraka as Bill Molotov also heard were Eleanor Linder as Chief Parker and Eric Hinkle as Buzz. The Neural Pictures Show Audio Theater presents Country Banger.
Written and directed by Brianna O'Malley and Patrick Moran. Sorry, sir. It'll be right up. This jumbo juice is the worst. Yo, my dog is here! Was that my smoothie you just dropped? This beat is sick! Wait for it, Sammy. Wait for the drop. Hey! Can you two actually do your jobs? Ah! Montag Deinstag mit Donnerstag. If boss would just wear them non-slips? <sighs> and not those signature Mortimer loafers and stained button-up every day. You know he wants to be fitted out in case his ex swings by. You mean the owner's new wife. <laughs> <laughs> you two stop. She's a goddess. I should leave her another message. Anyway, I'll clean this up. Sounds good. What'll it be, boss? Man, Sammy, if only we could get booked at a club, and if only DJ Thunder would come in and hear my bangers. No question, he'd immediately think, wow, this is a sick beat. Who made this gas? And what next? Then he'd look up, and from across the club, we'd make eye contact, and bam, we'd make music together forever. Can you buffoons start making the drinks? There's 15 people in line, and neither of you have looked up. Bro, shut up. We're talking about the future of raves. I mean, this guy, am I right? Guys, get to work! Hey, boss man, chill. Oh, it's quitting time. See you at home, Sammy, later, Mordeshmeer. Hey, be on time tomorrow. You're training the new hire. Can't trust Sammy anymore. You got it, King. <sighs> Another shift in the book. Home sweet converted garage home. It's shower time. Hey! Oh no! Crap! Beamer's Bluetooth is busted again. Yo, all they have on is that honky tonk trash right now. Who even really listens to that noise? like that yo my dog is here hey Sammy 
Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> has it been a while since you saw each other? Nah, I'd say, like, maybe four hours. <clears throat> yeah, maybe even five. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I'm Liz, by the way. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Marcus, it's a pleasure. Morty says I'll be your trainer. Gross, like I'm a dog? Oh, heck nah. You heard those sick beats when I came in. We're guys of the people. Lovers of all. Right. So you already got the blending down? I mean, <laughs> took me and Sammy weeks. It's putting fruit in a blender and pressing on. Well, yeah, but, you know... T timing? Peels and, and all? It's a lot. I think the last thing to show you is cleanup. So, you gotta be really careful when washing the knife. Ow! Did you just cut yourself? No. Yes. Just a little. That's a lot of blood. Where's the first aid kit? Is that better? Yeah! Thanks for the band-aid, Liz. You should totally check me and Sammy out at the Campus Student Center Saturday. 3 p.m., we're gonna turn that place up. With your sick beats? That's really not my scene. Do you know Luke Combs? Uh, no. Do you know who- <sighs> Nobody knows country music like back home. No one to jam on my mandolin with. Do you know DJ Thunder? He's a Um, no. But yeah, anyway, Luke Combs, Chris Stapleton, that type of music's my favorite. It's country music. Oh, uh, dope. I've never heard any. Country music. I, I, I don't even know if I could even describe what country music sounds like. Um, anyways. Morty, I have to leave early. I'm, I'm really sweaty. Um, later, Liz. I'll see you tomorrow. Bro, you know I love making beats out here, but I'm going to bed. Do you mind if I keep it up? Your dad's speakers and the energy in his garage is just next level. Oh, for sure, dog. Just keep it reasonable. My parents are asleep in the house, and remember, don't touch my dad's Harley. It's unrode. By the way, Sammy, is Liz still training tomorrow? I think so. Shut up, bro! Ah, whoa! Don't throw beers, man! You're right. Night, bro. Later, dog. Think I've drank enough to appreciate some other types of jams. Let's see who this Luke Combs fella is. This? This is, this is just like in the shower. It's that kind of music only I can hear under the hot water. Not the Harley. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I can make a country song better than this crap. Trucks, beers, tan, women, dirt roads on summer evenings. Tan, tan, tan woman. 
More beer. Dirt roads. It's time. Bummer, Liz. I'm sorry. Just wanted to make sure you knew how to wash the knives without cutting yourself. Don't worry about it, Sammy. Marcus... The band-aids are right over. Oh, I know. Howdy! <gasps> Yo! Marcus, my dude! You're not on the schedule! And why do you have such a large acoustic guitar with you? Oh, because, little darling, I wrote you a song. Bro, stop the voice. <gasps> you did? <clears throat> I mean, you did? Oh, you bet, small town girl. It goes a little something like this. Talking about a town woman sitting in the passenger seat on my first love. Talking about a town woman on my first love. Got a case of cold ones laying in the flatbed. She's kicking up dirt on the road ahead. And it's you, Liz, you that I wanna see in the morning light. And it's you, Liz, you that I wanna see in the morning light. That was incredible. We have to jam. Sammy doesn't need help right now. Let's go get my mandolin. What's a mandolin? <clears throat> well, that'd be just great, sweetheart. I got the Harley out front. But bro, it's on road. Feature at work. Patrick Foley as Marcus Newman. Harley Thompson as Liz Bodenstein. Sean Tobokin Flowers as Sammy Fuentes. And Eric Hinkle's Mortimer Miller. Also heard were Sam Carlson, original music by Lily Snyder and Patrick Moran. Recording engineer Brianna O'Malley, post-production by Brianna O'Malley and Patrick Moran. The Neural Picture Show Audio Theater presents Sleeping with the Fishes, written by Harrison O'Brien and Emily Safko. And directed by Harrison O'Brien and Emily Safko. November 7th, Las Vegas. The Gamblin' Roosters Aquatic Circus turned belly up this morning when three Irrawaddy dolphins were found dead. Surely a devastating blow for the whole of this endangered species. The perfect case for Monkey Business PD. The animal minds for animal crimes. Dallas, please! This is a crime scene! Right, right, sorry. <clears throat> uh, Dallas Parnell, MVPD Junior Detective. Reginald, head monkey of the business, world-class detective. We're handling this unfortunate case. It, it's just awful. No one clocks in and expects to see a crime scene. I, I, I don't... Miss, please calm down. Here, take a seat on this bucket. My partner here just needs to ask you and the dolphins some questions while I walk the premises to look over the scene. Standard procedure. I understand what you're going through right now, Miss... Er... Katie Nelson, I'm a dolphin trainer. Miss Nelson, tell me everything you remember from the start of your last shift until this morning. Any information helps. 
Okay, okay, I... All right, I clocked in at seven last night. Hey, why don't you ask us dolphins what happened first? We're the victims of this monstrosity. Yeah, we're talking about the lives of fellow Delphinidae here. Fellas, fellas, no need to be so tense. My partner and I are just trying to piece together what possibly could have happened. We're only here to help. Now, Miss Nelson, please go on. Bah! Like a human would understand the troubles we dolphins face every day. <laughs> she can't even show up on time. Um, is this correct, Miss Nelson? Well, I... I actually... Uh, wait, no, yeah, I usually clock it at 645, but, but I was stuck in traffic, and then someone parked at my spot, and then... Dallas, come take a look at this! Excuse me, Katie. Found a small clump of fur up by the vents. Short-haired, white, possibly spotted gray. Fur? At an aquatic circus? It is odd, but there's something much more damning we should investigate first. Here. This looks like a parking ticket. Jeez, what language is this? Looks like it was written by a five-year-old. Chicken scratch. You've got to be kidding me, Reggie. Really? Chicken scratch? Dallas, I saw this exact same style of writing years back. Remember the pumpkin patch burglary case? I was able to link an inscribed note left at the scene to that chicken weapons compound right here downtown. You're saying the chickens are behind this? Everyone knows their leader Dirk Caesar III's reputation as the most red-blooded diabolical chicken in all of Nevada. I heard he sends his own soldiers to the nearest grade school cafeteria if they dare speak down on his name. They get turned into nuggets, Reggie. There's no chance of contacting a guy like that. Then we must confront him ourselves. The compound is only a few miles away. If my convictions are right, and Dirk and his chickens are behind this, we'll fight like hell to make sure justice is served. It's about clucking time these chickens get what's coming to them. What about us? What? Well, what's happening? Slight change of procedure. We're on to something. Thanks for your cooperation, miss. Dels, catch. You know I have terrible hand-eye coordination. You're still driving. Again? Ugh. Fine. After driving for what felt like hours, we finally arrived at the infamous chicken compound. What lies inside may be deadly, but nothing's too dangerous for MBPD. Dallas, get a grip on yourself. Some birdie will be at the door any minute. Right. <clears throat> I just get a little carried away sometimes. Someone's coming! We really ought to get rid of that doorbell. Damn thing doesn't even work anymore. Oh. Always one step ahead of us. For the last time, take it up with Dirk. Like he'd ever listen to an ostrich. Sir, my partner and I need to speak with Dirk Caesar III immediately. Whoa, what's with the badges? You cops? <laughs> it's those monkey business police department guys. This isn't about that pumpkin badge again, is it? That was years ago, chimp. Get over it. This isn't about pumpkins. We have reason to believe Dirk is connected to a heinous murder. Relax, short stack. He'll be here any minute. Brock, here's the chicken of the hour. Whoa! Look who's back. It's been a while since I've seen you, Reginald. And who might this boy be? Hey, I just turned 35. He's my partner, Dallas. Three Irrawaddy dolphins, highly endangered, were found slaughtered this morning at the Gambling Rooster. We're here to ask you a few questions. <laughs> I see. 
You wish to pin another crime on us. Lay it on me, Reggie. We shall discuss this in my roost. Reggie, you sure about this? It's fine. I'll do the talking. Take a seat anywhere. There's plenty of hay to go around. I'm not here for small talk. This chicken scratch note was found at the scene of the crime. You have some serious explaining to do. <laughs> chicken scratch. We stopped writing in chicken scratch years ago. These days, all my birds write in cursive. It's much more effective and elegant, I must add. Look, I'll write something for you. Damn, you aren't lying. But if chicken scratch is no longer used among the chickens, who else could be up to this? There's no denying that this is an animal's claw writing. Hamsters. They're framing us. It's the only logical answer. Their rivalry with the Irrawaddies is long-standing and brutally messy. They're headquartered at the local pet shop, Katie's. <gasps> Dallas, we gotta get to Katie's pet shop before closing time. Quick, you're driving. Ugh, again, I can't catch keys. Dirk, thank you for your time. I think we know exactly who's behind this. Anytime, Reggie. <laughs> These poor animals in cages all day. Damn pet shops keeping animals away from the rest of the world. Hi, welcome to Katie's Pet Shop. Need help finding anything? Show us the hamsters! Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, right, right this way. So, are you here to take one home as a pet? Take one home? Young man, we have reason to believe that these hamsters are responsible for a triple homicide. Oh my. What, what the? This white and gray spotted fur was found at the scene. We need to see every hamster that matches this pattern, and fast. We only have one hamster that could possibly fit that code pattern. His name's Lucky. Come here, Lucky. No, no, no. Come on. Let go. Here he is. Guess you aren't so lucky after all, Lucky. Dallas, use the triple extra small cuffs. What's happening? We're taking Lucky in for questioning down at the gambling rooster. Here's a little something for you to keep quiet. Oh, uh, uh th thanks? Can I get that in ones, or... Sorry, I, I, I gotta take that. I'll take Lucky from here. Dallas, start the car. You're driving. Son of a... Oh, there she is. Katie Nelson, stop right there. <laughs> no more running. We need to talk. We have someone you might recognize. Lucky? What? How? Why? What? Dirk Caesar III told us everything we need to know. This is your hamster from your pet shop. His fur was here. Explain yourself. I, I swear I didn't mean for it. I mean, wait. No, 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 no. She did it. Katie Nelson killed those dolphins. She had enough of their antics and schemed to frame it on the hamsters. She is the true criminal. <gasps> Lucky! This wasn't part of the plan. I told you to keep quiet if anyone found you. I couldn't do it. I had to tell the truth. 
It's time the hamsters and dolphins put aside their differences and realize the true enemy, unethical caretakers. Dallas, medium cuffs. Katie Nelson, you are under arrest for triple dolphinicide in the first degree. You have the right to remain silent. You, you'll regret this, Lucky. You'll remember the name Katie Nelson. Well, that's the end of that. Lucky, you're free to go. But if you don't pledge to try and keep peace between the hamsters and dolphins like you claim, we'll come right back knocking for you. Roger. Dallas, don't keep me waiting. Pass the keys. Really? Reggie, you don't have to. No, Dallas. I'll take the wheel this time. Woohoo! Finally! December 7th, Las Vegas. One month since the arrest. We did it. She was convicted. All along, I suspected it was Katie. I knew it was her from the moment we got to the gambling rooster that morning. There was no doubt in my mind. Hurry up in there! Uh, one second, Reg. Until next time, this is Dallas Parnell signing out. Sleeping with the Fishes was written by Harrison O'Brien and Emily Safko. And directed by Harrison O'Brien and Emily Safko. Featured were Patrick Foley as Reginald, Harrison Dockle as Dallas, and Carly Thompson as Katie Nelson. Also heard were Eleanor Linder, Barrett Yuri, Gabrielle Paleo, Eric Hinkle, and Ben Guest. Post-production by Emily Safko. The Neural Picture Show Audio Theater presents P-Day, written and directed by Evie Kudivchuk and Ariston Ortiz. Okay, niños, your father's out fixing the hole in el consorcio. We could go check up on him after you finish your assignment. Aw, mommy, we hate homework. Yeah, especially history. Blech. But history is so important. It tells us how our community came to be. Tell you what, we can all go see Papi in the hole, but you need to answer a few more questions, okay? Okay. All right, niños, tell me how did El Consorcio came to be. El Consorcio started with three candy families, Las Pica Frescas, Los Vero Mangos, and our family, the De La Rosas. And what is El Consorcio? El Consorcio is our big, big building that we all live in. I've never been outside of it, but I'm sure it's beautiful. It is. It is said to be made of bright and colorful paper and tassels. We hang it from the tree of life and... And we live a sweet life together in El Consorcio in harmony with the other candy families. Very good. Now go get dressed and be sure to put on a clean wrapper. I don't want you getting sticky. Mom, I'm a marzipan, you know. Peanut butter. I don't get sticky. Lollipops and paletas get sticky, but not me. Yet somehow you figure out a way to clean wrapper now. Fine. What mango? Do you have chili powder in your ears? I said pull! The gap is only getting bigger unless you pull. Mr. De La Rosa, El Consorcio is made of cardboard. You cannot simply pull the gap closed. You must gently unite the sides and bind them together with glue. Oh, 
Okay, you know what? Why don't I unite my foot with your- Antonio de la Rosa! Mi amor, how's everything going? Oi, Maria! We're working hard right now, and this Rico Suave isn't helping the cause. Don't say that about David Beromango. He is a hardworking candy just like you. Hello, Mr. Beromango. Hi, Maria. I'm just about finished here with the gap. Your husband is a very passionate peanut marzipan. <laughs> there, just like new. Now, no one touch it for a few hours as the glue dries. That's wonderful. Isn't that wonderful, Antonio? Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, except right here. David, you missed a spot. See right here? There's a bit of light coming through. Don't worry, I can just... It's quite all right. Don't mess with it further. It will settle and it will all be fine. Uh, let me just pull it a little tighter and I... Nice work, De La Rosa. Now the gap is twice as wide as before. Antonio, what are we going to do now? It's not safe, especially for the kids. Why couldn't you just let it be? Well, sorry. It's not my fault I'm a perfectionist. And if David would have just... Hey, what's that sound? Hear my words, candies. Do you not yet know of your fate? Who are you? You fools! I am the all-knowing Bumblebee. Closing the portal to the outside will not protect you from it. No, you will only make it come sooner. Soon, the great rumbles will tremor your very foundation of life. This is no rapture, no, but a chasm of such a magnitude that will bring the end upon you all in this piñata. What is a piñata? This is your fate. This is your prophecy, so make peace with your lives before the great rumbles take them from you. You have been warned. This piñata will soon be no more. Do you hear that, my loyal Pika Frescas? Yes, Father Pika? The day of prophecy has finally come. Soon, our loyalty to the great Dulce will be rewarded. So we all must prepare to be taken. Dulce, ooh la la, dulce, ooh la la, dulce, ooh la la, dulce, ooh la la, dulce, ooh la la. Please, we're really going to believe a stranger from the outside? Rumbles. Pfft, it's the holes in El Consorcio we have to worry about. Gets drafty at night. You're sure, Antonio? You're not worried about what Bumblebee said? No, poor thing doesn't even know where he was. You heard him. He thought he was in a pinata, not a consorcio. Get the kids. We've got to find more of these breaches and patch them up properly this time. <laughs> okay, Antonio. Best of luck with your whole patrol. <laughs> Chanting, you loyal confections. Our reckoning day is upon us. Ha! Righteousness is our virtue. Dulce, ooh la la. Dulce, ooh la la. 
Are they still at it, chanting that nonsense? They're all over the place, and everyone's way during the breach searches. Antonio, even if you do find another hole in the consorcio, what can we do about it? Maybe we should spend our time with the kids, you know? Who knows how much time we have left? Don't talk like that, mi vida. The kids are helping too. This is family time. Papa! Papa! I think we found something! What is it, Nina? What did you find? There's a hole here under the ledge. Here, see? It's about the size of a pica fresca. And here, there's two more. Aha! There is more! Where is your brother? He's over there by the biggest hole. Hey, what's he doing? Antonio! He's sticking his head outside of the consorcio! Stop him! Nino! Get back in here! It's not safe! Pull him in, Antonio! Ah, Nino! What's the matter with you? It's okay. You're safe now. Nino, what's wrong? What did you see out there? Antonio, he's crumbling! Speak to us. What was out there? M mommy you were wrong. It wasn't beautiful outside. It wasn't beautiful at all. There were these giant, colorful orbs of torture clinging to everything with rope, and, and miles of steaming silver trays filled with something unspeakable. I, I don't even know what it was, but I can't unsee it. Oh, Nino, that's awful. That's not the worst part. The giant was the most terrifying sight Nis Ojos have ever seen. Giants? Yes, a giant. I saw one, with pink skin and pigtails on its head, standing at the base of the Tree of Life, with dead eyes, eating, eating, one of us! <gasps> a bloodthirsty creature with no soul, violently ripping off the wrapper and devouring a candy with no remorse. I don't think I will ever be the same. I, I can't, I am... It was so... <laughs> there, there, mijo. You're safe now. Antonio, you must go on to warn everyone. Everyone? Yes, especially the Veromangos, David and his wife. They have children! Ah, uh, fine. David, guess what? We found more holes. And my kid got stuck in one of them and saw bloodthirsty giants eating our kind and... Father Pika? Antonio! Just the man I was looking for. I was thinking that this search for holes is preventing you and your family from really embracing the Holy Dulce. Wouldn't you agree, David? See, si, Father. We should all just prepare for the Great Rumble. <laughs> sure, David. You just don't want to admit I was right. Come and see for yourself. No, Antonio. This is what is right for me and mi familia. So just join us. Dulce, David, you're serious? It appears that the time of reckoning has begun. Let us greet the end with a smile. Si, Padre Pica. It's not too late, Antonio. You and your family can still be saved by the great Dulce. 
David, hello, Earth to David. You got syrup in your brain? Father Pika's full of it. You know it. Antonio, what the heck was that? That was our call to righteousness, Maria. That feeling is what we have been waiting for for so long. Declare your loyalty to the great Dulce, and you will be saved. Pikas! Veramangos! Terra Rosa! You people have lost it. A stranger flew in from the outside through a hole in the wall, and you all trust every word he says. And that was the great rumble? More like great fumble fooey. Papa! More holes! And it doesn't look like an accident. Nina? What do you mean? The holes! These picas have been chipping away at the structure of El Consorcio. See? Father Pica, how do you explain these intentional breaches that put us all in danger? Hmm? This is not Dulce Olala. This is sabotage Olala. Antonio, don't you see? Father Pica is here to guide us into, uh, um... Holy Reckoning. Holy Reckoning, yes. And his efforts to speed up the process are just... You just have to be, um, uh... To be righteous servants of our Lord, pick I mean Dulce. Yeah, that. Father Pika, we cannot wait any longer. The great Dulce awaits our souls. We must jump. We must sacrifice. 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 Antonio, did those kids just jump out of El Consorcio? Yup. To their deaths? Uh-huh. Oh. Antonio? Yes? I don't want to die. Antonio, I'm sorry. You're right. I can't believe I was so blind. Please, I don't want my family to die. What can we do? Thrombos are getting stronger. David! <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. Now get a hold of yourself. We don't have very much time left. So what are we gonna do? I have an idea. Maria! Yes, please! My voice of reason. Let's get naked. Maria, not the time. Excuse her, she's just anxious. No, think about it. When Nino saw the giant, it tore off the wrapper first. If we don't come with a wrapper, maybe it will not eat us. Stripping? No wrapper? Let's do it. Ole! Here comes the last rumble! It's your last chance to die a righteous death! Why must you resist? Come with us! Don't be fools! Ready? Now! Whoa! P-Day was written and directed by Evie Kuduchok and Erickson Ortiz. Featured were Scott Soroka as Antonio De La Rosa, Marlupe Perez as Maria De La Rosa, and Sean Boyd as Antonio Veromango. Also heard were Akmad Ali Abdurafir, Gabrielle Paleo, Eric Hinkle, and Eleanor Linder. Recording engineer Erickson Ortiz in post-production by Evie Kuduchok. The Neural Picture Show Audio Theater presents Divine Diner, written and directed by Sam Carlson and Charlie Orr. This is the story of... Nah. 
Teresa's death was... Ugh, no, that's not good either. Jenna, take a break. <sighs> okay, Antiana. You've been up there forever. I was getting worried. Have you even seen the sun these days? No comment. Well, dinner's almost ready. I made lasagna. Sounds good. I'm gonna get some air before dinner. Don't wait up for me. Are you... Okay, be safe. And remember, you have an appointment tomorrow. Okay, Auntie. I've been writing this novel for weeks, and I haven't gotten past even the first page. Scratch that. I haven't even gotten past the first sentence. I'm gonna be 60 and retired by the time I finish this. I understand what you two are saying, but it's not time yet. What do you mean, it's not time? Wait another... <sighs> when are you supposed to appear to her? The big guy said five months from now. Five months? Absolutely not. Please, I can't watch this anymore. Am I not meant to be at peace? Morgan, it's best for Jenna if we- It's best for Jenna for her to see her mother, Demille. I cannot just sit here and watch my baby suffer anymore. Let me see her, and let me see her now. I could have sworn that building was abandoned just yesterday. Know what? Not my circus. How does a diner just appear overnight? It makes no sense. Especially when the building is that run down. It was literally crumbling to pieces. For God's sake, I'm surprised that diner's even standing. I kind of want to check it out, but... Tiana said dinner will be ready soon. God, it's probably ready now. I should just go home. Jenna. Mom? Jenna! Nope. I'm losing it. Mom is dead. They pulled me out of class to... Jenna! Know what? I don't care if I'm crazy. I know that voice. The doctor can up the dose if she wants, but I know that's my mom. Welcome to the Divine Diner. Just one today? I, uh... Two, actually. Antiana? I thought dinner was ready at home. I started following you a little while after you left. Uh... Okay. Table for two then, I guess. Great! Follow me! Here are your menus. Your waiter, Sid, will be with you in just a moment. Great. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be back, Jen. I gotta use the restroom. Go ahead and order without me when that server comes, okay? Okay. Okay, this is officially a little weird. Welcome to the Divine Diner. My name is Sid. I'll be your server today. What can I get for you? Could I get a soda and the cheeseburger, please? I can get you the soda, but I'm sorry to say we're out of cheeseburgers. Okay, then. I'll have the chicken parmesan. Sorry, out of that too. 
Okay, then what do you have? Afraid all we have today is our macaroni and cheese. Oh. Can I ask how that's prepared? Of course. So our macaroni and cheese is made with cheddar and Parmesan cheese, seasoned with smoked paprika, and topped with breadcrumbs. Oh. That sounds good. I'll take the macaroni and cheese then. My aunt will order whenever she returns from the restroom. Sounds good. It'll be out in just a minute. Thank you. I'm really going to regret not writing this down. A girl comes across an abandoned building on her daily walk. What's different, however, is that it's been occupied seemingly overnight. What mysterious forces are at play here? Here you go. One soda and one macaroni and cheese. Enjoy. Thanks. Of course. If you need anything, just flag me down, okay? All right. Oh my god. I figured it out. Hey, Sid. Everything all right? Everything's fine. But would I be able to speak to the chef? Of course. Follow me. Mom? Hi there, Jenna. But, but how? You died. They pulled me out of class to identify your body, for God's sake. Well, you're not wrong there. I did pass. Wait. Tiana, she's here with me. Hold on, let me... No, Jenna. She was never here. Yes, she was. She... Actually... That was just me disguised as your aunt. How? I know you're confused, Jen, but let me explain. Right now, you're in a place that's not quite on Earth, but not quite the afterlife either. What? This diner, the Divine Diner, only appears to especially grieving souls. We were due to appear to you later, but... But... Your mother and I couldn't just watch you suffer anymore. We had to do something. I'm sorry. Who exactly are Sid and Domi? Oh, where are my manners? I'm Sidriel, your guardian angel. But you can just call me Sid. I've been watching over you since the day you were born. Okay. And who's Domi? <sighs> your mother's guardian angel. Name's Domiel. You can call me Domi. And looking at you, I see your mom and Sid's point. Told you so. Yeah, whatever. I'm sorry things happened the way they did, Jenna. Mom, are you seriously apologizing to me for dying? <laughs> you got me there, Jen. I miss you so much, Mama. I know. I miss you too, Jenna. But listen, you're going to do just fine. You're a smart kid, Jen. And you're gonna go far. And your mama will always be with you. You hear? Yes, Mom. Good. Looks like I'm out of time. I'll see you again. One day. Jenna! Jenna! Uh, what? There you are. Tiana? Are you okay? Are you hurt? I'm fine, Tiana. Oh, thank God. You look freaked out. Of course I am. I looked for you for two hours and I find you passed out on the ground at the edge of town. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay, Jen. 
Let's huh. get home. You must be hungry. Yeah. Let's go home. Teresa's death was a tragic, but sadly common death. Hit by a drunk driver whose mind was swimming in too much alcohol to even think about stopping afterwards. He just kept going. Teresa left behind a sister and a teenage daughter. Divine Diner was written and directed by Charlie Orr and Sam Carlson. Featured were Gabby Paleo as Jenna, Kate Salgado as Aunt Tiana, Kayla Wood as Morgan, Sean Boyd as Sidriel, and Eric Hinkle as Domiel. Post-production by Charlie Orr. The Neural Picture Show Audio Theater presents Rowan Hawthorne and the Scales of Justice. Written and directed by Sean Boyd and Sean DeBokenflowers. Citizens of New Arcanum, together we have achieved what no other city has before, the merging of magic and technology. The continued unity of the people of this land, being elf, human, kobold, or even dragon. But let us not forget what brought us here. New Arcanum was founded under the blades of heroes. This is why, with me on your ballot, I will expand the Brightstone Initiative, a project that since its inception has extolled the values that founded New Arcanum, tradition, honor, and virtue. New Arcanum, the kind of city where the only thing that produces more hot air than the dragons are the politicians. Take Sir Brightstone, for example. For all his talk of heroes, I've never seen a knight in shining armor down here in the slums. And that's where I come in. Rowan Hawthorne, kobold detective. Who better to investigate this city's low-down criminals than someone at eye level with them? Detective Hawthorne, would you stop brooding? Your two o'clock is here. I don't brood, Illyria. I consider. Let her in. All right, but you should probably move those chairs first. What for? She was tall, at least eight feet crouched down. Scales as red as an artificer's furnace and teeth as sharp as blades. All in all, a knockout. Welcome in, miss. Obsidia Emberstorm, the All-Eater. But thou may deign to call me Obsidia. Thank you for coming. You mentioned a missing persons case? Indeed. My clutch hath been stolen from me. Hard to steal from a dragon's horde, much less eggs. How'd they get past you? Watch thy tongue, dragonkin. Such days are past. Though I assure you my breath burns just as hot. Obsidia? You said that your clutch was stolen. If not on your home, then from where? 
mine kin were happily entrusted to the hatchery downtown. Round three days passed, their incubator was found empty. I was told to await the authorities' searchings, but they dallied too long. In the olden days, cities would burn for such an insult. Instead, I come to you. Obsidia Emberstorm the All-Eater, consider your eggs found. Or my name isn't Rowan Hawthorne, Kobold Detective. Wow, this place is nice. Well, when you're funded by dragons. Huh, there sure are a lot of guards outside. Not just guards, Illyria. Knights of Bright, from the Brightstone Initiative. Seeing as we've had that recent crime spree. The one that you're always brooding about? And with this place losing a whole clutch of eggs, well, I'd beef up security too. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a part of it. How do you figure that? Artifacts, reliquaries, and dragon eggs. Hmm. Lots of old, powerful things. Something's starting to fit together. And I don't brood. Illyria, I consider. Hi, welcome to the downtown hatchery. Can I help you with anything today? Yeah, we need to see the incubator. What? What he means to say is that, is that we, we would like to have a tour of your incubator. Oh, well, you should have just said that. Our incubator houses hundreds of dragon eggs at a time and is kept at a sweltering temperature of 306 degrees. 306 degrees? How do you even work with the eggs? Caretakers are required to wear these bracers of heat resistance. You can see some over there. Each is assigned to a staff member and only staff members wearing them can enter the incubator. And here we are. As you can see, we even have one of our Caretakers looking over the eggs right now. Huh? Hawthorne! Sir! After a few years in the big leagues, you start to put things together fast. Little inconsistencies become glaringly obvious. Take this simple deduction, for example. A caretaker keeping their head down in outdated scrubs, no gloves, and most glaring of all, no bracer. I didn't know his magic trick for not burning alive. But lucky me, kobolds are naturally resistant. Freeze! Huh? Now they always run. Catch that egg thief! Stop right there! Fox! Ah, my eyes! Whoa! Get off me! Dead end. No way out. That's what you think. <sighs> Witness! The thing about catching every sort of criminal is that you need an answer to everything. And when half of them can cast all sorts of spells, you start to get creative. <laughs> and sometimes you find a trick that works every time. Hawthorne. Oh, jeez. Did you kill him? 
Unless his heart is in his leg? No. But let's get down there before our next lead hobbles away. Hawthorne, would you put that toy down? It's not a toy, Illyria. It's a thinking aid. It's a puzzle cube. For children. Nah. Either way, we've been standing in front of your conspiracy board for the last 20 minutes, and I haven't heard a single thought. The sword of reaches far from the museum. The everbright hammer from the artifacts. A whole clutch of dragon eggs from the hatchery. Thanks to that perp. Cultist? We know they're all connected and headed to the old forge. But why? And for who? Who indeed? wonder if there's anything those cultists left behind. You could ask those Knights of Bright about it. What? The Knights of Bright. With the whole Brightstone initiative, they've started cracking down on crime. Especially this recent spree. I mean, I've seen those Knights at all those places. Huh. What a slipshod political campaign. You've got an incompetent security force all over the city. Hell, how do you get robbed three times over? Illyria, we're going to the Old Forge. Huh? But we haven't even figured out what's going on! Well, we know where they are, and I think I know just who it is. Is that the Everbright Hammer? Hooked up to a machine, too. It's like the old forge is out of retirement. It looks like they're making... swords? Not just any sword. Copies of the same sword. The sword of reaches far. The very same. Pop quiz. Do you remember what that sword was quenched in? Dragon's blood. My loyal knights. Long have we suffered a city of monsters. Our children forced to break bread with demons, but no more! Is that... Sir Brightstone? With our new blades, together we shall resurrect the era of heroes. Forged in fire. That cart, is that one of the eggs? And quenched in dragon's blood. Let the age of heroes begin! Not so fast, Brightstone. Knights of Bright, seize them! Illyria! On it! Follow the sound of my voice. Focus on me. Sir Brightstone, you're under citizen's arrest for grand larceny, egg-napping, and boring speeches. Useless. If you want a job done, do it yourself. Impudent little creature. Foolish to think you could stand in my way. It doesn't have to be like this. You can put down the sword and we can settle this peacefully. Nobody has to die. There shall be no peace in New Arcana until every monster is slain. And you, little monster, shall be the first. Have it your way. Huh. That was fast. New Arkham. The kind of city where heroes make trouble and monsters save the day. Sir Brightstone had a point, though. There will be no peace till all monsters are defeated. And that's where I come in. 
Sir Hawthorne, are you brooding again? I don't brood, Illyria. Rowan Hawthorne and the Scales of Justice was written, directed, and produced by Sean Boyd and Sean DeBogan Flowers. Feature were Patrick Foley as Rowan Hawthorne, Carly Thompson as Illyria, Ahmed Ali Abdurafir as Sir Brightstone, Gabby Paleo as Obsidia, Eric Hinkle as Receptionist, and Scott Soroka as Cultist. <laughs>